What's going on? What's going on, everybody? Welcome to A to Z Media Network for another episode, episode 10. Um, you know, for another live stream. Thank you guys for tuning in to this brand new channel and helping me grow and all those things. So just coming to you for the late night stream tonight. We got Bronx Sports Jedi Network that's joining us as well. So I'm gonna bring him in right now. Salute Bronx, what's going on? Hey Z, good evening. Oh, good morning, morning for some of you folks. I hope you're doing well, Z. I'm doing well here. Um, a lot of a lot of things going on in the world of football and sports in general. So let's mm -hmm. we got a lot to unpack. So let's get going. Yes, sir. And hope everybody's doing well out there. It's going to be watching this and on the replay as well. So I wanted to start off, and anybody who's grown up or been alive the last 60, 70 years, um, and has been a football fan, was struck by tragedy today with the passing of John Madden, a legend. Um, rest in peace. My condolences to the family, to the loved ones, to friends, and to fans everywhere uh, that know him, that on the on the screen and on the sidelines and playing his game. And he's been an icon in football for as long as both of us have been alive, Kev. And as great of a coach he was, with grace and competitive nature, he was the same as a broadcaster. And after that, as Jerry Jones said, I'll quote Jerry Jones, I like to think when I think about the term larger than life, I think of John Madden and I always have, and I always will. So, you know, Jerry Jones, who thinks he's himself large is larger than life. Sometimes if you're getting a credit like that from him, that's amazing. And, um, it's just shout out to John Madden. What are your thoughts, Kev? Yeah, absolutely. A lot of folks, the new generation just knows him as a video game, a right. video game that was named after him. But, uh, John, John Madden, uh, you know, hell of a football coach from 1969 to 1978, one team with the Raiders. He, when you think of the, the story and you talk about the story of the, of the Raiders, no matter where, where they play, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, Oakland, wherever it is, it's John Madden. Um, the Black Hole, you know, just he coached win, for, baby. Just win you know, he coached for 142 games with the, with Los Angeles, with the Raiders. Let's put the Raiders. He has 103 victories, 32 losses, seven ties. He, of course, 1976 uh, Super Bowl champions, uh, Raiders, phenomenal head coach. And then not only that, he 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 had a, a hell of a coaching career. Then he became a legendary broadcaster. Uh -huh. When him and, and Pat Semerol, whenever there was a game that you needed for to be called and wanted to be called, you you know it was John and, and the games were good. You know, back we could talk about see title games. Or, or Super Bowls, you know, Niners, Cowboys in the early '90s. But what made the when he was the the cherry or the whipped cream on top was having John Madden and John Summerall uh, call the play by play, call the game. And what a larger than life person he was! Afraid of flying. A fun fact: he he detested flying. He would have the big Madden RV or the big Madden bus going around from from city to city in a football season and. And just John Madden, boom, you know, and, and his legendary calls, his le um, graceful on the floor, on, 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 floor uh, on the uh, field, off the field, and phenomenal job. Um, Z, um, rest in peace, Madden, um, and as a football coach, as well as a broadcaster. And you, when you talk about video games and playing football, he's, he's the guy you wanted to get his game every year. And, you know, you, you, there's certain players in, in the history of the game that you can't talk about without just – remembering John Madden's sheer love for them when he would call their games, Brett Favre, you know, um, young Tom Brady, um, 
Charles Haley from the Cowboys, Deion Sanders, you know, guys like this, he would just love and just, just Lawrence Taylor. He would just, he would just be in all over them. And just, I like to compare him. Not that there's a comparison because they're greats, but what he reminds me of is the basketball or he's the football version of Dick Vitale, just the sheer knowing of the game and love of the game. But at the same time, being so animated with it, being so just pure joy. Like you knew he truly loved his job when he got up and broadcasted every game. And I take it back to, you know, Brett Favre when his father passed away and did that, had that amazing game on Monday night. And, um, you know, just John Madden commented about that. And just John Madden's just been everywhere. And there's no one memory that you can really remember him by because he's been such larger than life in football. But rest in peace to John Madden. And uh, speaking of the NFL, to transition, since we don't want to keep everybody too long, it's a late night. Um, this NFL playoff picture is starting to really take form, and we got two more games left going into week 17. So we thought it'd be fun to do a little bit of way too early predictions, talk about what we think is going to happen with these last two weeks, who's going to get, going to get who's on the who might not make it. And, um, you know, there's a lot going on, and we're going to say who we think is going to win the Super Bowl. It's too early, but, you know, we got a Cowboys fan here. We love talking Super Bowl and Dallas Cowboys. So <laughs> let's get at it, Kev. We start with the AFC so far right now. The Kansas City Chiefs are in first place in the in the in the playoff picture at eleven and four, followed by Tennessee as the second seed at ten and five. Cincinnati's number three at nine and six. The Bills are nine and six at number four. Number five, the first two wild card teams, Indiana Indianapolis Colts at nine and six. New England Patriots at nine and six, having a really good year. And the Dolphins at the last wild card spot right now at eight and seven after eight straight wins. I mean, seven straight wins. My apologies. And the Baltimore Ravens, Los Angeles Chargers, Las Vegas Raiders, and Pittsburgh Steelers are all in, and Cleveland Browns are all in the bubble for in the in, on the in the hunt for that last seventh seed in the playoffs. Kev, what, what are your thoughts about you know how that AFC might shake out the bubble teams? Right now, Miami surging. You know. Team ever to lose seven games and then win seven in a row, NFL history, um, right there, they're hot. It, you know, it, it always goes like this in the NFL. You win ugly in, in December and you get hot in January. And we've seen that in a trend for the last four years. You know, mm-hmm. you saw that, you know, Tampa Bay, you, you know, this is there for the last four years. Everyone that gets on a run, they get hot in January. They win ugly in, in December. Who is the team that could get hot at the right time? in december to get into january in the afc picture you know i'm going with a dark i'm gonna i'm gonna root for a dark horse but we're talking about the bubble teams right now and as as i think new england i think new england i, I just love this their coaching um but i wouldn't be surprised if miami overtakes them i i, for the I sixth seed, you mean yeah yeah for the six seed and and then you're pushing out the, the chargers vegas baltimore baltimore woof they're heading in the wrong opposite direction. Mm-hmm. You know what? I, I, I just for to be cynical, to be chaotic. I hope Chargers get the last playoff, and I want to see what Baltimore will do if they if they will if they miss the playoffs. Will they pull the plug on our John Harbaugh? The reason why I say I want to be cynical because if he loses his job, I have a team in New York that stinks, mm-hmm. and I would love a, a, hell, a hell of a head coach and John Harbaugh to come um, coach my my you know John or Jim. Either one. Give me one of the hardball brothers. Both will be great. So I want to be cynical. I'm going to root for chaos uh, just for as a, as a selfish nature. 
Right. And then it could definitely happen because we've seen crazier things happen the last two weeks of the NFL season with playoff teams on the bubble. Um, my predictions for the bubble teams, and then we'll get into the true contenders, even though if you're in the playoffs, you're a contender. Robert Parr, salute to you. Rest in peace, Coach Madden was the, was playing the new Madden when I got the news. And uh, and that's what the most – and the sad part, Robert, and the Kevin sa- Kev said is um, the sad part is, you know, the new generation only knows him as a video game and not how excellent he was as a broadcaster and coach. So salute to you and right back at you. And for the people that are watching this, um, before we get back into this, make sure you subscribe to the channel, like the content, you know, like the stream, tap the bell. When you're done with that, head over to Bronx Sports Jedi Network, like and subscribe to them. He covers all the, We cover all the sports together. He does everything, uh, combat sports, baseball, basketball, we do football here. We're brother channels. We we, we cover everything, and, and Kev's got us on Audible and on anywhere you can find your podcast. So it's not just YouTube. So as we're coming to you live from Twitter as well and Twitch. So thank you for tuning in. But back to this playoff picture for the bubble teams. For me, Indianapolis has really supply, surprised me. I think they stay at the fifth seed because they have a really good running game and offensive line with Jonathan Taylor. They're playing great defensive football. And Carson Wentz isn't losing them games. And when Carson Wentz, back with Frank Reich, if you remember, Frank Reich was the offensive coordinator when he was in Philly having that MVP year before he tore his ACL. So he's looking a lot better, and they look good. New England, Mac Jones was the perfect remedy for losing Tom Brady. He's a young Tom Brady, game manager, accurate, good arm, can make all the throws, and he's pretty good under pressure. You know, Miami is a Miami and Baltimore is where it gets finicky for me. I think Miami, if they continue this hot streak, they could pass New England, like you said. But at the same time, I think New England and Miami are both get in. Um, unless Baltimore can get healthy, they have 36 players right now, either injured on injured reserve or on the COVID protocol list. And that 36 players out of your original 53 man roster, that's almost unbearable i mean how do you it's amazing for them to even be eight and seven right now but can if lamar can get back if these guys can get like if we can get six or seven of those guys back healthy they could overtake miami or new england or somebody and squeak back in um you know and that but that's i think it's going to end up being indianapolis new england and miami and baltimore just comes up short like 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 you said i'm in agreement with you pretty much yeah, one team to watch out that's that could get hot going into uh, is is the is those Colts. They have a hell of a running game. I like I I personally love Frank Wright as a head coach. I think he's a really smart head coach. I always been throwing his flowers when we were on Colt Law when we went to Colts Law when we had yep. him and when we interviewed when he interviewed us or whenever when he came on the old program. Um, yep. phenomenal. We I told him how much I I respect and like and I believe in his head coach. Um, I just had to see it with Carson Wentz. I didn't believe it. I had a Thomas syndrome. You know, I still don't believe in Carson Wentz. Uh, but you know, he was uh. uh he was of MVP, if I wasn't mistaken, when he was at the Eagles, right? Did he win the MVP? Mm-hmm. Or no, he was, he, fin- he, was, he was playing an MVP-esque year. But M- MP- MVP type of year. There's talent in Carson Wentz. Potential that Frank Wright knew how to elevate and get out of him. Mm-hmm. My point is, um, it all depends on their defense. If their defense is playoff ready and... Jonathan Taylor could just continue running his and that offensive line and and continue with their attack. They could be a surprise team in the AFC, but I have another surprise yeah. team that I'll leave that in a little bit. 
and just to go over Carson Wentz's numbers because he is surprising all of us, he's sixth in the league in QBR, total QBR, 3,230 yards, 25 touchdowns to only six picks. So he's wow. he's not – and that's the thing. We still don't totally believe in him, and I totally agree with you on that. But what he's not doing is turning the football over. And and that's what is his plague his whole career was turnovers, bad play. But he finally has a supporting cast around him that's built for his success. Great running game, which they never built in Philly until this year, it seems, past week eight, which we'll get into later. But, um, you know, when it comes to Carson Wentz, they've never really gave him much um, in Philly. And if they did, they got hurt. So – you know, it was a it was a good team they had for one year, but he was hurt that year, and now he's got a team around him that's built for success. They could be a sneaky contender, right? And once the the common denominator is Frank Wright, yep, and good coaching could win you so much. That's why you can never count out New England. Mm-hmm. You can never count out Belichick. You know mm-hmm. that'd be interesting to see. What about your darling picks in the AFC, like the the usual suspects, um, and the top, the top of the top, Kansas City, um, Tennessee, Tennessee, Cincinnati. Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati's another one that could surprise some people. That was that have, was the team that I was going to mention. They have that, you know, just their name alone and their logo and their brand is oh they never win playoff games. You know the Marv Lewis, um, Marvin Lewis, you know days probably have give Bengals fans nightmares but they got a new quarterback who's a big game quarterback national champion in college I know it's college compared to the league but you still he knows how to play in big games and win big games they have a good new coach they have a really good receiving core running game with Joe Mixon and company they have um of course Jamar Chase and like like I said they have a good defense they've went out and spent money on guys in free agency on defense and um I think they're built for a run. I think they can get to the divisional round. I think they can win a playoff game and see what happens in the divisional round, maybe make the title game because Tennessee, no Derrick Henry. Um, that's their team, especially in the playoffs when it gets to bad weather. You need a running game. They don't have a dyna- – they don't have King Henry. When you lose King Henry, that's bad. I mean, can Ryan Tannehill take you on a playoff run by – not by himself, but – AJ Brown and Julio Jones are great receivers, but they're often injured and they've been out. So it's 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 tough to for me to think there. The Kansas City Chiefs are the Kansas City Chiefs. They started slow, but like you said, they're peaking at the right time. They got a Super Bowl champion at quarterback. In my opinion, the most talented quarterback in the league and the most talented quarterback I've ever seen. He hasn't put it all together quite yet, but he's an MVP. He's great. You can't count him out. Buffalo, I'm not sold on Buffalo at all. You know, they got Josh Allen, who's played – he's up and down. Stephon Diggs is a, is a great receiver, as as they call him, a rough rider, as Stephen A. Smith would call him. He's a great receiver. He's made big catches, the Minnesota, Minneapolis miracle when he was with the Vikings. But that whole team, I mean, they haven't been proven. So, me, I like New England to get to the to, – to make a deep playoff run. I like Kansas City coming out of the AFC – Look for it to be maybe a divisional round matchup, depending on seeding, depending on, like we said, where Miami and New England finish. Look at Cincinnati and Miami – I mean, Cincinnati and uh, New England playing each other um, to, for a chance to go to the title game against Kansas City. And Kansas City coming out and going to the Super Bowl. That's that's me. Okay. Oh, I'm trying to look and see. It all depends. Tennessee – I think Tennessee, be honest with you, hmm. 
they've been playing well without all these injuries, but can they do it in the playoffs? I I, I think I can see that new uh my my team that I'm that I'm thinking that I'm gonna take as a as a dark horse because I could be chalk and say Kansas City. I'm gonna take mm-hmm. the Bengals. I'm gonna take the Bengals in the AFC title game. Wow. Um, gonna be solely. That's what I I, 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 want, I wish I had, I wish I had the off I wish I had the bracket to right. see because you know to see just to be this could be to to be continued folks so I might you know they this might is actually why it's be, the way too early prediction right that's why it's fun it'll be to be continued because Cincinnati might be playing the team that I think is going to go to the AFC title game and they might be playing in the second round or Indeed. even the first I'm taking no I'm taking New England New England that's I'm why taking yeah New England Cincinnati AFC title game um. And Can't I'm going to take, and and I'm going to go with, and I'm going to go with the Bengals winning the AFC, the AFC, and, and representing themselves in the in the Super Bowl. Piping hot take in the middle of the night, Kevin the Robe giving out hot takes. Yeah, I have a good feeling with the with if the, it, it, but again, this is because I I haven't seen who they're playing uh, first round or who they get in division because it it could be Cincinnati could be playing New England. In the in the first or or in the second divisional round, and then there goes they you you made a prediction that you can't you know right it's not gonna happen. So I'm I, I like I like that I like um Cincinnati and if if New England's on the other side of the bracket, you know I like I like Indy uh, to if you know my third team will be Indy because of Frank Wright I I respect you know and the only reason why I like Cincinnati. Because it's like a dark horse. They have yeah. a, a quarterback who has the moxies, who knows how to play, and who's the best person? One of the best persons to break a a, a narrative or, or not a curse, but they can't win in the playoff. It's a kid that grew up in Cincinnati, a local yeah. kid, knows about all that history, embraces that, and has embraced well. And I and that's why I like Cincinnati. Yeah, and he's he's. But if you if you're talking about is he more proven in big games over Carson Wentz? Yes, even though he's brand new to the NFL, he's won a national championship. He knows how to play under pressure. Um, you want to talk about Mac Jones? He, they're both the Mac Jones has won some big games in college, so they're both they're both proven and young. But Tua, Tua same thing. But Tua's shaky in, in his in his regular career, and Mac Jones hasn't proved anything as far as pros quite yet. He's play, proven he's a good game manager, but Joe Burrow's proven he's certified. He can make any throw, any time. He just had 500 yards and five touchdowns against the Ravens, although depleted, always a good defense. No matter what you say about Baltimore, they always got a good defense. Josh Allen, I think he's more proven. I trust Joe Burrow more than I trust Josh Allen. Um, So Josh Allen, Carson Wentz, Mac Jones, and Tua, I trust him over every quarterback in the AFC more other than Patrick Mahomes. I trust Patrick Mahomes more than Joe Burrow because he's done it. He's won a Super Bowl. So I, but that doesn't mean he can't beat the Chiefs. That doesn't mean they can't win. I'm just you want to talk about my pick and your pick are the two teams that have the most established quarterbacks that you would trust going into one game to win it. So I mean that it could very well come down to Kansas City, Cincinnati for the AFC championship, or like you said with New England's coaching, they could end up getting there because uh, off their team and their system and their defense running the ball well. And that's why it's too early is fun because we make predictions and then we can always come back with another video when the brackets set and have a reaction on how our bubble teams worked out. And that was great. Do you have anything else on the AFC before we kick it over to the other conference? No, we'll go right into the NFC uh, NFC because I don't want to keep everyone up late. Right. Okay. So 
for the National Football Conference, the NFC, we have Green Bay at number at the first seed at 12 and 3. We have my Dallas Cowboys right now in the second seed at 11 and 4. We have the Rams at 11 and 4 as the third seed. We have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as the fourth seed, 11 and 4. And we have a lot of 11 and 4 teams. And we have the Arizona Cardinals as the first wild card team, 10 and 5. The San Francisco 49ers at the sixth seed, eight and seven, and the Philadelphia Eagles at eight and seven for the seventh seed. A couple of bubble teams, Minnesota at seven and eight, Atlanta at seven and eight, New Orleans at seven and eight, and the Washington football team at six and nine. And they're the last team that's not eliminated quite yet. Everybody else is eliminated. So my bubble teams, we'll start with the bubble teams again. My bubble teams, Kev, I think – I don't think Atlanta has a shot. Um, I don't think New Orleans or Washington has a shot. So it comes down to Minnesota and Philly. And I think San Francisco is going to stay in. But um, as far as Philly plays Dallas again, it all depends on if Dallas has a chance at the number one seed like we talked about off air. Like you had said, it depends. If they're fighting for the number one seed till the last week, they're still going to play everybody. If they're not fighting for it, then they're they're going to sit people, and Philly might have a chance to get that last win. And they also play the Washington football team. These are the last two games: Washington football team and the Cowboys. So they could easily go two and zero in that stint. And Minnesota, they got Minnesota has Green Bay. So, but Kirk Cousins has beaten Green Bay already this season. So, but it's hard to beat them twice. Normally, those teams split one and one against each other every year. I think. Sadly, that the Philadelphia Eagles are going to make the playoffs over the Minnesota Vikings, and Minnesota is going to be the eighth seed, which is the first last team not in it. What are your thoughts? Mm. If that happens, it's going to be tough to win three divisional games on an opponent in a in a, in a calendar year in a, in a regular season. So, do you feel confident in going to beat the Eagles a third time? You know, this, uh, um, that's that's tough. That's the tough. The thing is, and I feel it's hard to do. Oh yeah, go ahead. No, and also there's so many eleven and four teams bunch. Mm -hmm. You know, you gotta you got your schedule despite being easy, but we could be the know, fourth seed and play. You Arizona could easily be the first fourth seed and play either Arizona, yeah, or even the all the Rams, you know. Or, you know, you're gonna you have a tough opponent in that four or five matchup. So and a lot to be untold. There's a lot football mm -hmm. left in these two legs, two weeks. There's a lot to be untold um, on so on so much uncertainties. For the for the example of just let's say they keep the second seed, Dallas, and they end up playing the Eagles um in, in the first round of the playoffs. I feel confident and I know it is hard to beat a team three times in a in a regular season um and be three and zero against them. But the thing is, as much as Jalen Hurts has won big games before, he's never done it as far as by himself with his arm. Not by himself, but he hasn't won games with his arm. He can't um, until I'm proven wrong. But he they run the ball since week eight. They're first in the league in, in rushing yards a game since week eight. They, play, they run the ball, play good defense. But Dallas, when they play Philly, what they do is they stop the run. The blueprint to beat them for us is to stop the run, make Jalen Hurts a, a, pa a pocket passer and put pressure on him. And he turns the ball over. We're a turnover. He's a turnover laden guy. And we're a turnover defense. We're a turnover machine on defense. So 
I like our chances. Um, of course, they could beat us. If you're in the playoffs, you're there for a reason, and you can beat just about anybody. But my opinion, I think we would beat Philly again. But I also don't think we're going to end up with the second seed. I think we're going to lose the. We might have a chance to lose to Arizona, um, and I think we end up twelve and five, and as the third seed. So you don't, you got them winning, losing only one more game the rest of the season. I got them as the third seed, playing against San Fran in the first. Oof, round. oof. Brandon, Brandon, salute, Brandon. Brandon, salute Brandon. Brandon, rest in peace, John Madden is right. Came in a little late, man. We talked about him for the first what ten minutes of the show, Kev. Yeah, yeah, ten so minutes. So yeah, it, rest in peace. It's so sad. But. Hmm. What do you, who do you think is going to end up the uh, second seed, or do you think Dallas holds on to it? Of course, your bubble teams, of course. Um, second seed, um, it's going to be Tom Brady and the Bucks. I, I, I just, you know, they, 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 they play, they play the good get right game today. Uh, on excuse me, on Sunday on on Jets. the Jets. For now, you know, they're going to destroy the Jets. Yep. It's going to be embarrassing. You know, and then you know they they close out their season. Uh, let me see who the Bucks close out their season with. Panthers, uh, Carolina Panthers. Yeah, uh, who they don't know who the hell is going to be the quarterback. It was going to be Sam Darnold. It's going to be, you know, Cam Newton. Cam Newton. It's, they said they're going to use yeah. both of them the rest of the year. It's not. It doesn't work when you have two quarterbacks. You have none. And, and you know, 49ers got a good. They're going to improve to to nine and seven. They got the Texans. Yep. So look, you know, oh, and we and we spend. You know what's good about this Sunday coming up? We're gonna have a preview of my. You know, could be a preview of the NFC title game. Bengals um, hosting the Chiefs. You know, that's a statement. Mm-hmm. I mean, we 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 passed the NFC, the AFC. So I just wanted to. I just right, no, wanted that's, to that's right. bring that up for a moment. Um, there. Um, let's see. I'm looking at the schedule this week to see anything. Any, ah, that's another game right there. Playoff. A lot of playoff implication. Um, Cardinals and Cowboys. Cardinals, yeah. you know, Cardinals want to win that game. They want to improve yep. to eleven and four, eleven and five. Um, have hopes of embarrassed in Detroit. After being embarrassed in Detroit, you know, because they would have been easily eleven and four right now, going against eleven and four Dallas, and that would have, you know, and that would have made you guys a little nervous, you know, yep. playing if they would have beat that Detroit Detroit Lions game. Let me take a let me jump ahead on week eighteen to take a look real quick what we have going on here. And see who they who everyone finishes out with. Arizona you know, plays the Seahawks week eighteen. That's a that's a nice week. That's a nice win for the Seahawks. That's a I mean for the for the for the Cardinals to whatever you know. It all depends on them beating 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 the Cowboys. And you know they want to beat the Cowboys because 49ers and Los Angeles Rams are going to go at each other. So that could be for 49ers' life to get in the playoffs, and the Rams mm-hmm. could try to seal out and and fend off. A surging Cardinals for the division, and they and they got the Ravens. The Rams got the Ravens this week. If if they get Lamar Jackson back, or they're going to be desperate for a win. So yeah, and you know that yeah, and you know they're well coached. The Ravens, but I think the Ravens are cooked. I yeah. I, I I think they're cooked. Put a fork in them. They're cooked. You know mm, uh, they've been competitive though. They could still sneak a w- one more win in, even though they don't make the playoffs. They could they could beat the Rams. Yeah. So the Bucks play the, the Panthers. Wow, it, it, and your boys are playing at oof. That's a tough, you know, at, this at game. Jerry World and then at Philly. No, it's gonna be in. It's gonna be in Philly. That game. Yeah, no, and, at Jerry World, Arizona, and then at Philly. Yeah, so if the Cardinals win that game, 
they could possibly win that game. Although the way the Cowboys played the the, the Washington football team, you know, they if they're uh, and also firing all cylinders at home, you know, uh, it's 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 going to be interesting to see if they could contain um, Murray. Uh, you know, a spy and their game plan. But if they if they come up with that victory, then you know, then I can see them third seed. But if Arizona wins and Eagles are fighting for their life, and they still have a hope going into that Sunday game, oof, that's going to be a black and blue victory. I still think the Eagles lose that game if they needed to win against the Cowboys on on Sunday. If even if they lose against the Arizona Cardinals, I think the Cowboys will win it. But if the Cardinal, if they are, if the Cowboys somehow win that game against the Cardinals, I can see them losing that game to Philly. Which makes does it make sense? I'm like, yeah, I think because that'd be a little more desperate team. It's, it's weird how the NFL dynamics is. That's just my opinion. No, yeah, no, and you're you're totally. I see your point. I could see um, Tampa Bay getting the second seed. I could see the Rams falling all the way to fourth. I could see Dallas getting third. I could see the Cardinals. Staying at fifth, San Fran staying at sixth, and Philly staying at seventh. Just with those those remaining schedules and everything, I could see the Rams losing both games because they're reeling right now. The Cardinals, <coughs> excuse me, the Cardinals have been playing horrible football, and Dallas is getting hot at the right time. That's why I say it should be a good game, but I think Dallas might edge them out um, this weekend. But in, at home, you got Dallas fans, you got everybody there. I, th- I think I think Dallas pulls it out, but. Um, and you never know. Philly could free fall. Um, for Philly's remaining schedule, they got the Washington Football Team. They're they're a tough team. I know they just got their doors blown off by us, but Philly and Washington, Philly beat them by ten points two weeks ago, and the only re- they were literally playing a third stringer that never that hadn't played all year. Washington was so Garrett Gilbert, former Cowboy last year. So, I mean, you know, now that they have Heineke back and Allen, do they do they even beat Washington? They could lose to Washington and lose to us in, in Cowboy land. And then the, your Vi- the Vikings you were talking about, your sleeper pick, could squeak right in. Philly could fall out. And it could be San Fran and Minnesota because if Philly loses both games remaining, the Vikings have the Packers and the Bears. They're going to beat the Bears. And they more than likely they'll lose in Lambeau, but they have a shot. If they end up, you know, seven and and are there seven and eight right now? If they end up eight and nine, and Philly loses out, and they're eight and nine as well, I guess with the tiebreakers, they Philly would still get in. Right, and that that other game I was saying about the Washington football team against Eagles is a dangerous game because, like you said, they got embarrassed on Sunday night uh, at Dallas. And we're going to find out if this team really, really, which they do, they play hard for Ron Rivera. Yeah. And getting embarrassed is not a good thing for the Eagles uh, because this team is going to come out, at least for the first half, they're going to first come out, they're going to come out firing in full cylinders. And if Eagles, if the Eagles could withstand the Washington onslaught or, or playing inspired and, and it's a close game, then I see the white flag in the third, fourth quarter, and Eagles could steal that victory. But right. the Eagles cannot fall in the trap and allow Washington to dictate and, and punch them in the mouth. And they got to learn how to take that punch, get back up, and, and punch back. And, and if or if the Eagles somehow immediately, um, that's why you know 
uh, possession the first if the coin toss if they're going to defer or, or receive if they receive the call the the, the ball eagles you got to go in there and score and because then then the, the washington team is going to start having some uncertainties oh my god here we go again you know but you got you cannot let the, the football team get up two scores on you because they're going they're playing for their coach and it's going to show and it's going to reflect and i feel the pity like uh mr t says i pity the pool i, I pity the fool that's going to go against the football team this coming week. And, you know, also, too, um, Terry McLaurin, one of the best young receivers in the game, um, got shut down by Trevon Diggs. I don't think Terry McLaurin's going to be shut down two weeks in a row, um, especially by especially by uh, Darius Slay Jr., who's been better this year than last year since he was traded from Detroit. But still not – he's not on Diggs' level this season. You know, nobody is, but he's not – you know, he's not – a shutdown corner in this league. Terry McLaurin looked for Terry McLaurin to get off and have a huge game in the short passing game, bubble screens, slants, and then down the field too to give Kyle or Kyle Allen or Taylor Heineke, whoever plays confidence early, like you said, and they could jump out and punch him in the mouth. And if they lose both games and Minnesota pulls off a miracle in Lambeau this week and takes care of business in Chicago, Minnesota or Minnesota gets in and, um, I feel more confident playing Minnesota than I do Philly, just because you said if Dallas ends up playing Philly because of the three person three times in a row. Minnesota, we beat them with our backup. So as far as Dak being healthy, if we're continue to be hot at the right time, I think we stomp either Philly or Minnesota. But I'd feel better about playing Minnesota than playing Philly. I'm not saying Minnesota can't. Either of these teams can upset Dallas. You know how Dallas's history in the playoffs is, but. I just I'd rather play beat a team twice in the season than three times. So it's 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 just tough. Right, right. You guys beat the the Vikings. Uh, that's right. On that, uh, was it a primetime game that you guys yep. played? Cooper at? Rush, baby. Sunday night when I was in Florida, when we were. That's right. That's vacation. right. That, that's right. That's right. So that's right. Real, if you if you don't mind, I'm gonna give what how I think. So let's just the playoffs. I think Green Bay is gonna end up. First round bye, but I think uh, like you, I'm with you. The Tampa Bay Bucks are going to end up in the second seed. I think Dallas is going to be third, um, and uh, the Rams are going to be fourth. And I think the Cardinals fifth, 49ers sixth, Eagles seventh, and I think Minnesota doesn't get out. But I, as far as the playoffs go, that means um, Tampa Bay would play Philly. I think Tampa Bay destroys Philadelphia. I think. And Dallas destroys San Francisco. I think um, the the Rams and the Cardinals, I think that's a really good game. I think the Rams end up edging it out because Matthew Stafford, although he's never won a playoff game, has been in the playoffs. He's, they got too talented of a team not to figure it out for at least one playoff win. And in the divisional, that means Green Bay would play the Rams in um, – in Lambeau and Dallas would play or Tampa Bay in Tampa um, rematch to week one when Dallas wasn't at full strength. They had a real lucky play call and Chris Godwin getting that no call and that shove to win them that game. Although it being a really good game, Dallas lost due to the refs and beating themselves, missing kicks. Um, so Dallas was the better team. They're more motivated they got everybody healthy right now, and the way they're playing, if they continue to peak at the right time, 
I got them beating Tampa Bay in Tampa at Tom Brady and shocking the world. I have Green Bay beating the Rams, and then I have Green. I have Dallas Green Bay in Lambeau, and I think Dak, Zeke, the boys finally get revenge. And this is me talking as a fan. Everywhere up to here has been unbiased, and now I'm going to be biased as far as the NFC title game goes. All the heartbreak, the Dez no call, no catch that sh- that was a catch where the ref screwed us. Um, Dak and Zeke coming all the way back as rookies down 21 points. Getting a two-point lead, Aaron Rodgers throwing a crazy pass to Jermichael Finley, who and or no Cook, the tight end, who ended up barely catching the ball and co- forcing a 52-yard field goal to win the game. Um, heartbreak, Rodgers, I call him. He's broken our hearts over and over again. I think Dak and Zeke and the boys get over the hump with our defense. I think we pressure Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady, whoever it is, knock them on their back. We got a Super Bowl defense, and I think that and Zeke and Dak playing a little bit better is what's going to carry us to our first Super Bowl appearance since 1995 against Kansas City and a rematch there, and I I think we lose that game. But if we're in the Super Bowl and we're riding high and we're playing like we did against Washington, then we demolish Kansas City and get revenge. It's not bad. I can see that. Um, You can only have one, Michigan or Dallas. If I could only have one? I had, I had you're telling me gun to my head. I got to pick which one's going to win the championship. One of the, you can only have one. Why you got to put me on the spot on a live stream like that, Kev? Um, yeah, you don't have to answer it now. You could, there's still plenty of day. You still got a couple weeks for Michigan. You have a couple days for Michigan to play, and you have a week for Dallas. But give me Dallas. You take Dallas. Okay. I think Dallas wins one playoff series. I think that's. And it all depends on the matchup. I think Dallas was end up is gonna play the Rams. I think they'll beat the Rams. I think they'll beat that that overhyped um, machine. I think they they you know they're just overhyped. The Wonder Boy and his his coaching. He could go take a surfboard and and go out to oh, Southern California right off in the sunset. Yeah, the one you know. I think and I never liked it. I never liked that Matthew stuff. Uh, he's with. Want to talk about where you say that if for, in order for them to play the Rams in the first round, the Rams would have to lose the division to Arizona, which I, I could which see could that could happen. I didn't even like, think, no, you're, you're bringing up a great point. I didn't even think about it. They could easily happen. Yeah, it's going to be a four. I think it's going to be a four or five series. Um, you know, it's going to be in Jerry's world, which is good. You know, they're not going to go to SoFi. Um, I think it's going it, to, it's, it'll be in Jerry's world. That's why they'll win that game. And I and it all depends on the matchup, you know, who 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 advances, who goes on there. But I, I I give them that, you know, getting into the divisional round, and hopefully they come out scot free injury, and, and you know, because one thing about your um, Dallas is you got to see it to believe it, and Dak, yep. you know, hopefully Dak, you know, they're going to stack the box, the teams are, and the competition gets better. And you're gonna play against better, better corners, better safeties, and good linebackers as the as the games get shorter and shorter, and the better cream rises to the top. Yep. Dallas has a good defense that could take them to the Super Bowl. They have a really good defense, you know. Although uh, Diggs, he's a, he's he's a, he he jumps a lot of routes um, with a with a with a smart veteran quarterback could bait him and with a with a team that has a really good tight end that catches in the flat who catches in the in in the slot could give them problems and I'm talking about Tampa Bay Bucks 
That's why I'm not going to put a nail on the coffin on them. I don't know if this Tampa Bay Bucks goes to the Super Bowl. I would like to say no, but man, I've, I've seen this picture so much. He's like Dracula. Yeah. This guy always rises, and, and when it comes January, he's just he just takes to another level, man. And the teams think about the teams that he's lost to in his career. Let's go back to New England. He lost to the Ravens with an overrated Joe Flacco, Very a really overrated. good running game, and a championship defense. He's lost to your Giants twice. No offense, overrated quarterback, really good defense, really good running game. And he lost to – that's about it, to be honest. But still – The Eagles. The Eagles overrated. Eagles, under, the Eagles, uh, 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 very underrated. Quarterback, yeah. Overrated quarterback. But I'm just, the theme is the same. He has lost the same style of team. Really good running back, great defense. Really good running game, great defense, overrated quarterback. What does Dallas have? And I've talked about it. Overrated quarterback. No offense to Cowboy Nation. He's overrated. Really good running game. Super Bowl defense. That's why I think especially Green Bay just barely beat Baltimore, who we said's cooked. Let him come back from down 21 points. The Rams haven't really proven anything. The Bucks haven't proven anything this year. They lost to the Saints. They lost to, you know, a bunch of teams or the teams that not a bunch, but they only lost four games. But they've lost. They don't look they look they don't look unbeatable. Neither the Cardinals, obviously San Fran and Philly and Dallas. None none of them look completely unbeatable. That's why I say the team with the best defense out of all of those is the Cowboys. The team with the best running game is the Cowboys. The team with they're not the team with the best quarterback, but the defense in the running game, I think, travels anywhere, and that's why I think they're going to come out of Lambeau victorious. And just remember, Tampa Bay is not there to win regular season games. They Their main focus, their whole narrative is get me get to January, and we'll, we, for some reason, they believe they're going to they're gonna turn a switch on, and they're yeah. going to turn on a switch and go to where they need to go. And I think, Sweet. what, 80% 80, 80 of, of the – Roster came back for the for the Super Bowl chance. Hundred percent, but now hundred okay. percent turnover for the starters for the starters. But um, again, Mike Evans dealing with injury right now. Chris Godwin out for the year. Gronk has taken another step back, even though he's always a big game player. Like you said, he's always going to show up for big playoff games. But I mean, they can't do it forever. And Tom Brady, they might do it this year, but at some point, they're not going to be able to do this anymore. Especially Gronk. Gronk's body's already broken down. Um, Cameron Brait broken down. All these guys, their defense isn't what it once was. It's not the same as last year. It is not. Um, they're 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 not as good as they were last year. Their offensive line's taking a step back. Leonard Fournette's taking a step back. Ronald Jones Jr. has taken a step back. And what doesn't what travels in the playoffs and wins football games? I get Tom Brady does. Tom Brady's one of the top on that list, just having Tom Brady, but running game and defense and what is really and and health they're not healthy the running game's not the same and their defense isn't the same they could still win it because no one is a is a clear-cut favorite i don't think but the only team that has the best running game and defense is the cowboys that and then all these divisional round exits that they've always had breaking our hearts they didn't have a good defense. They had a good running game or a good offense, but they had a horrible defense all of those times they let us down. That's why I say that at least gets us to the NFC Championship game. But any team could win it. You could pick the Rams because they're so talented. 
and they, you know, they have all these guys, but even though you don't believe in Matthew Stafford, they have, by the way, fastest player to 50,000 yards in NFL history um, as of last week. But man, any team could win this. Of course, when you, when you, when you're always, when when you, all you do is throw because you're all behind 24 nothing. I mean, of course, you're going to rack up. Still a nice accomplishment for him. Mm -hmm. Congratulations to him. And, but I don't believe in him as far as winning the Super Bowl either. But I, they could win. They could. You know, Aaron Donald and the crew, they they start playing right. Odell Beckham Jr. goes back to his old form. You never any there's chinks in every team's armor. I think he's done for the whole season, isn't he? Um all, Odell all, Beckham. Yeah, I thought he's gone for the whole season. I think his injury is the whole season. Is he's it now? On. I'm not I might be wrong, but I thought it I thought he was done for the year. And they're they're getting Cam Akers back. That I Sunday. did see. So, I mean, that, that's a they're really good running back from last year. They didn't have this year at all. Um, I, I'm not seeing anything as far as he's out, but, but for the rest of the year, but we'll, we'll okay, maybe, okay. maybe. I, I don't follow the Rams. I thought I could have Cooper Cup. Cooper Ooh, Cup, he's, one of the he's best phenomenal. In football. Yeah, they got, they got enough weapons to at least you could say be a Super Bowl contender. All of these top six, these top five, I wouldn't say San Fran and Philly. Or Minnesota, but the top five teams, you can all make a case why they could win the Super Bowl. Right. So it's it, it's going to be an ex, it's going to be one of the most exciting NFL playoffs we've had in a long time. Because right. there's not a clear cut favorite. Clear cut favorite, and this and you can't just go chalk and say, oh, it's going to be Green Bay and and Kansas City, which it never it never does. You know, I don't think it has happened in years that the you know pretty much the chalk. Has gone made it to the Super Bowl, so there's always an upset. There's always a, uh, anything could happen on any given Sunday, and it all goes down. Who who gets hot in January? Which team gets together? Which defense plays as a collective unit? And and be honest, too, who has the better special teams? Yep. And just a nugget for you: out of all playoff teams, the team that has the best record against the NFC just conference is the Dallas Cowboys at nine and one against the conference granted they haven't played all of the top teams but that's too that helps as well um anything else on the nfc or before we just touch on the last subject real no, quick no, i think here? we're good we shall see some more we shall see more coming in upcoming weeks yep and then we'll have another stream about it well kev you brought up a good when we were playing this show you brought up a really good um point that made me think as a michigan fan and I wanted you to start it off and introduce it, even though it's already on the thumbnail, um, if you wanted to take that. Sure. Well, the University of Michigan has arrived uh, for the past two days in South Beach in Miami. You know, and Miami is a beautiful city, but it's a lot of distractions, a lot of distractions, a lot of entertainment. You know, it's good to see that they're going together as a function. I saw the pictures and all that, them in the beach. Down in, in Hollywood Beach, down by South Beach, all that. And Miami could be a really pain in the neck. You could get into a lot of trouble. There's a lot of strip clubs. There's a lot of uh, uh, after-party nightclubs, you know. And I'm pretty sure Coach Harbaugh and, and, and their team, and they're going to implement curfews. But let's face it, guys know how to avert and get away from curfews. And not only that, even within, even within curfews, there's so many things going on, so much ambient. And so much places that they could get in trouble that I hope is not a distraction for the University of Michigan because I don't think Georgia has made it because Georgia, Georgia is only a few hours away for Georgia. It's only a six hour drive from Georgia to to Miami. I don't know if they're 
probably go in any day now that she'd be arriving. I didn't see, they didn't take the flight. I didn't see anything from the university of Georgia saying they're in Miami yet, but it's dangerous. Um, it could be dangerous because they could be entertained too much. I hope that they're not being entertained way too much and focused because Michigan, I know you guys want to, they, they, you know, are happy where you are, but they're, when you get this close to actually getting to a national title game, you want to complete the mission. And yep. just just be careful. Just um, as as just keep keep be careful. Be careful that they don't get Miami could entertain you and entertain you badly. Yeah, and they really could. It really could. You know better than I ever will because you live down there. You know it's it's you you know exactly what goes on in Miami and Florida and everybody here about it. South Beach. It's a beautiful place. There's beautiful women. There's there's all sorts of things down there that can distract a young college man um and um but it you know i i feel like the only thing that gives me hope and and me being a michigan fan being a little biased here they're all sorts of fifth year seniors on this team sixth year our starting center has a six year of eligibility that he's going through right now aiden hutchinson's a senior Hassan haskins is a senior Cade McNamara is a junior coming back for a senior year next year. There's a lot of pride. There's a lot of – and James, yeah, John Madden, we talked about him beginning his dream salute. So Callie, Kale, Brent, Brendan, Robert Parr, everybody that's timed in. I know it's a late stream. Thank you guys for tuning in. Hit that like and subscribe. Tell your friends. Uh, watch the stream on the replay. Um, we have a lot of pride, Kev. In this, in this team, we they've been through everything. All these leaders on this team have been through being the underachieving team, being the team that chokes, being the team that couldn't beat Ohio State, being the team fans gave up on. Now all of a sudden, they're there. And I think they're being – since they beat Ohio State, everybody thought they wouldn't – not everybody, but people thought they couldn't beat Iowa because they already made it. There could be a trap game. They're not ready. They're not taking it seriously anymore because they're pinnacle. The season's over. I think this team's too serious. I think they're too physical. They're too violent, and they're too good to have a letdown. Now, will they? could they lose this game? Absolutely. I don't think it'll be a lack of preparation. With Harbaugh, I think he's letting them cut loose a little bit and then – those that first couple days and then it was time to really prepare because you, you're already in top top shape tip top shape they had conditioning before they left and and maintenance lifting and all those things so now it's it's mental at this point you give them a few days to relax take all that take all of it in so they don't get so nervous cut loose as long as they're responsible with cutting loose like you said there's so many ways they could get in trouble or do something stupid if they're responsible they're relaxing on the beach even if they have a couple drinks but if they're relaxing on the beach as a team they're not doing anything stupid and then they go back to the hotel you can even relax on the beach have a few sips and and watch some game film you know they could be doing that you know i think they're going to be mentally prepared they could still lose the game i don't think they're going to embarrass the university of michigan in, in the bowl game i don't think they will Right, right, and that, that's just—it's just there's a lot of limelight. There's a lot of limelight. Yeah. There's definitely a lot of limelight, and, and young folks, you know, they're not going to sit around and watch film at, at this hour of the night. You know, some of them are the, the, in your city that doesn't that pretty much doesn't sleep. In, you know, next to New York, you're going to want to go out. You know, like you said, there is a lot of beautiful ladies all over. 
you know, you have the, you got a lot of gambling casinos all over Miami, not just the Hard Rock. There's there's Mitsuchusi. There's so many different um, casinos. Um, South Beach, you know, music, um, different types of clubs, and there's a and also that there's a lot of slick, vicious women out there. See this big guy, six foot plus, two hundred plus pound lineman, um, and they, you know, it's, you know, roofies, oxies, all that, of uh, you know, and and they, and they might be taking it on purpose, spike drinks. Oh, hey, we're gonna buy you guys, and just you know, they they just gotta be careful. That's all I'm saying. Just be careful. There's a lot of women that just wants to give up sex because they want to have the next. They thinking that the next player is gonna be in the NFL. All that kind of nonsense. You know, and I know that's all hyperboles or, or behind the scenes, but but it's real. But you're in it's Miami. real, though. It's you're in Miami. It's real. You know, there is a lot, a lot of of malicious people that would just do whatever it takes you. And and you know, I just hope that they're focused, and I hope they are. You know, because it, it, it and it's just not just Michigan. It's all over any any college um team that goes play for a national title that's why you see them go to certain neutral site games where, where it's towns you know that are not so you know line life you know you know Atlanta yeah you could say what about Atlanta but yeah Atlanta closes at I think 2 2 30 in the morning bars are closed yeah and guaranteeing there's still stuff that goes behind the scenes but Miami is known for that being that party centric kind of mm -hmm. city and it might, and for people that are stuck in the cold in Michigan, like those young um, players, and they're nothing but in Ann Arbor. I'm pretty sure it's not the limelight as, as as Miami, and they go to Miami could be a little bit starstruck, just a little bit. And I hope, but I, but like you said, there are so once you come so close to to the goal line, you want to punch it in, and I, I think they'll be focused. I just hope that you know no one gets in some trouble off the fields that right. we're gonna hear about it and. I hope right. hopefully we keep our fingers crossed. Yeah. And, you know, I'll give my parting shots. You can give your parting shots and then we'll end it here. But my thing is Georgia has a different type of nerves and a different type of, I think their preparation, what could get them in the way is they still haven't done anything to show that they're not the same Georgia team. As far as choking in big moments, they still can't beat out of Alabama. They haven't shown they can do anything when it matters most. And Michigan did. They've shown they, they beat Ohio State. They won the Big Ten championship game. They've they've crossed all their check marks. So they're playing in a more fearless. They can relax a little bit and still get prepared because they know what it takes. Georgia, even if they keep them in a bubble in their hotel rooms, what's it going to make the players do? Think. Are we going to really get this done? Are they going to start second-guessing themselves? The coaches and staff going to start second-guessing themselves. Because they're already doing that. You see, Vegas is second guessing themselves about Michigan dropping their, you know, underdog from 11 points to now a touchdown. You know, they're, they're it's it's just. I think Michigan's going to be more loose and more dangerous because Georgia's playing against all these expectations. Are they going to finally win the big game? Are they going to finally not choke? And are they going to get that rematch with Alabama? And that's and. Well, last but not least for me, again, rest in peace to John Madden, the family, the friends, all the loved ones, everybody he's touched. Rest in peace. Um, go Cowboys. And those are my parting shots, Kev. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, everyone, to join us, to listen to us here on the streams and the podcast. So salute to everyone. Like and subscribe to our channels um, in the podcast forums and all the area that you listen to us. My, um, Like you said, I want to touch on that. Georgia, I think they're coming in more tight. You know, and I think they're the team that they're going to play out of their character. Like you said, they have to prove that, 
you know, how to adjust after a loss. And I think that's going to help um, Michigan. And Kirby Smart is, you know, the fan base is all over him. They want him to win this big game and look for them to do something that they normally do. They're going to try to be a passing team, and I think that's going to benefit Michigan. But we can't wait for that game. But I want to thank everyone again, um, I, you know, again for listening, for joining us. And you guys have a good night, and we'll talk to you on the next time. Yes, sir. See you, Kev.